Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your host, Nate Webb, live in Studio Salt Lake City area, and we got a show for you today. So my guest here today, Nellie Hardin, is a Christian family life and leadership coach who focuses on helping parents and their teen daughters go from hoping they're doing all the right things, feeling lost and just surviving teen life, to knowing they're doing the right things for their unique child and getting her set on a solid path to establishing her personal authority, owning her responsibilities, and living her joy so she can have a firm foundation to build the rest of her life on what she trusts herself, stays aligned in her values, and trades chasing worth for standing in her confidence every day in order to face anything and become the leader of her own life. Um, Nellie is a wife and a mom to 14 daughters, author, speaker, podcaster, retired homeschooling parent, adventure chaser, and she has a degree in biology and psychology. Wow. That's like two different sides of the spectrum there. That's fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and, um, years of leadership training and diverse behavior background from humpback whales in South Pacific to teens and parents in homes across the world. Well, welcome, welcome Nellie to the show. Thank you so very much. <laughs> Man, so first off, how the heck are you doing? I am great. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful morning here on the uh, east coast of the U.S. And so it's warm and I will I take you. any warm morning. <laughs> I hit you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it, no, it's not warm here in Utah. Nope, it hasn't been warm for a second. It's okay. <laughs> Um, so how on earth did you end up in this specific space? I mean, just in that intro there from the humpback flipping whales to (laughs) helping teen girls build their confidence. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell us your Uh, story. Let's hear it. So it's been a journey, uh, as you might have, uh, guessed from that, but so I, um, I was a young woman too. Uh, what? That, I was one time, you know, regardless of what some may think. Uh, but anyway, I I grew up, I left home at 17. I graduated early. And so um, I wouldn't have been able to tell you back then or had the language or the know-how or the want to admit it, but I really wasn't ready to leave home yet uh, because I really didn't have that solid foundation. You know, sure, I had grades and that, but was I ready to take on the world, live seven hours away from anything I had ever known before and just be dropped off and, you know, wave goodbye? Hi. Answer, No. And it really was this foundation, which I found over time of worth, esteem and confidence. And that was what was missing. And but anyway, not having that and being dropped off there, it really led me personally to start chasing my worth and chasing it down every shiny, sparkly place that, you know, alleyway it could be, uh, whether that be academics or boys or honors or service or whatever it was, anything that was, you know, leading me toward worth is what I was chasing because I thought 
I had to go find it. It couldn't be within. And let me and guess, it was never it, attainable. No, it was definitely never attainable. And it really led down some really dark roads that took decades. You know, still, there's still a healing journey happening. And so, you know, fast forward some time. And now I'm, I have four daughters of my own that I'm raising. And my background is in biology and psychology. I've always been so fascinated with, you know, logistically what's happening in there, but then how is that then transcribed and perceived on the outside world and within, you know, one's own mind. And so it really is this beautiful dance that happens between biology and psychology all the time. Have you seen but, the TV show Bones? Because you sound a lot like Bones right now, man. No, I haven't. But oh. so many people tell me my husband looks like uh, the, David the Boreanaz. <laughs> yes. So maybe I, the, the, I maybe it. that was it. I need to go yeah. watch it. She the, the 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 main the okay guys. Bones is a crime show. Sorry to deter, but <laughs> the, the the leading lady on that. She's always nerding out about the the magical dance between biology and psychology and how they interact with the world. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's her. I found Oh my gosh. I need to go watch that now. (laughs) Sorry. Continue. Um, Continue. No. Yeah. So, well, raising four daughters now with the background I did, I, um, so my daughters right now are 17, 15, 15, and 13. So I have twins. twins I do. Ah! I have twins in the middle. All girls. I have a four-year-old, a two week, a two, a two-year-old, and a three-week-old. So oh. the thought of twins. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. We went from one to three, like just overnight, one to three. Damn. Yeah. Oh. And you're like, I don't have this many hands. So it's all hands on deck. Let's go, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so, so, 17, 15, 15, 13. Yep. Yep. Woof. Yeah. It's okay. a it's a busy household, to say the least. My Man. oldest is a senior. And, um, then I have two freshmen and, uh, yep. Two freshmen and a October birthdays and a, um, seventh grader. Yep. Yep. They all miss being in high school, but just that much. Ooh, I know. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it, yeah, it just depends on where it was and every state is so different. So, and we moved, um, in there and we had seven years of homeschooling in there. So it was just always like, what grade are we? Okay. This is where we're going to settle in because state mandates, but Anyway, um, uh, when I was pregnant with the twins, I was still working in animal life and I retired because no one wants to work in animal life when you're pregnant with twins. And um, so I retired from all of that after many years. And then less than a year later, my husband ends up in ICU with cardiac um, uh, trouble. And he was only 32 and he was in heart failure. And So we went through about, this is when the transition happened. I was like all animal biology, psychology focused. And I was like, hold on a second. I need to apply everything I've learned to my family right now, because there's some serious changes uh, that we need to make, some serious uh, positive disciplines that need to be enacted and some real mindset work that needs to happen. And so we did that. And my husband had to have heart surgery in 2010. And we really didn't know if he was going to make it or not. And it was during that time, I I might even say right there in the waiting room when he was having surgery, that the entire idea of the 6570, which is what my platform is called uh, now, really came into mind. That's how many days you have in 18 years in order to be really intentional and be in this role of impact with your kids that you will never, ever get back again. And so... 
This story is not stressful at all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. I know that as I told you, it's been a journey. And so sitting there and really understanding the intention, knowing, um, I, I hope to God that I have a partner with this, but, um, you know, even if I don't, this has to be the intention, but I lost my dad really young. I was only one and a half when my dad died. And I was just like, no, you know, I I was just so adamant. No, this is not going to happen to my kids too. And so, um, yeah, so that's when it was kind of born. And about a year, uh, two years later, I um, started building toward this entire dynamic that has become what it is today, working with uh, family habits and positive disciplines and uh, mindset work and uh, life and leadership coaching. Man, and here we are today. Yes. That is a crazy flipping. So okay, tell, tell us about your platform a little bit. I love that number. What's the number? 6570. 6,570. Yep. 6,570. That is how many days that we have in 18 years. And, you know, that's not to say at the end, you know, you show them the exit door or, you know, <laughs> that you're like, mm, you know, wipe your hands, you're done. Today it's- we're going to teach you what emancipation means. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, no, it really is just our time of impact and intention that we have. Like I said, you'll never get back again. And after they're 18 and after they, you know, move on and move out of the house, even if they move back in, which a lot of people uh, experience today, it's any one of them will tell you it's still not the same. It is not the same as when they were in the 6570. And that really is the training ground that we have for life. I mean, as an adult, you know, everything that we go through, our knee-jerk reactions go back to that 6570. And that might be good and awesome, or it might not be. And we've had to do a lot of work and, you know, take a jackhammer to the the foundation that was built for us and work on it. But still that knee-jerk reaction goes right. back to the 6570. And so, The whole point is, okay, if we are going to impact no matter what, which you do, I call them the inevitable impacts, like this is going to happen no matter what, let's actually build something with intention that's great for them to launch from, land on, stand on, lean on for the rest of their lives. Man. And so as for when it comes to, you know, self-worth, esteem, confidence, well, also your focus primarily on teenage girls. Um, right. And that's very interesting because I feel like right now, like especially social media, because Save the Kids, me and social and Save the Kids, we're all about you know, educating about social media a lot. Mm-hmm. And the social media very much targets our girls' body image a lot. I'm going to say like it doesn't attack the boys' body image, but it affects the girls in a very specific way. Yeah. And so how can we help teens to develop that self-worth, esteem and confidence so that they can go out into the world and not feel like they're just being thrown out to the wolves? Right. Yeah. And social media is definitely a big part of that. But helping them um, be able to, you know, I kind of put it this way, you know, uh, Disney World, happiest place on earth. Right. You know, quote unquote. And it's a scam. I, you just stand in line on the surface of the sun. <laughs> yes. But when we, I was there when I was younger, so my brother and sister are nine and 11 years younger than me because my mom remarried and I was there and my brother was maybe three and he got lost in the happiest place on earth. And 
it was terrifying. It was everyone was running around. No one knew where he was, what was happening. And so it really wasn't, you know, the happiest place on earth at that time. And then we found him and he was okay. Um, He was in the like, honey, I shrunk the kids playground or whatever. So he was having a blast. (laughs) He was going down a slide, I think, was the first time I laid eyes on him after he was lost. Um, But Anyway, during that time, it wasn't. And that's kind of how social media can be. It's this, it can be used for good things. It can be a fun place. It can be a place of connection. It can also be a place where our kids get lost. And then there can be really scary things that happen, right? Yeah. And so, um, but in teaching them, it really is this hierarchy of of parenting skills and mindsets that come into play from the first half of childhood you need different things than the second half of childhood so first half mm. of childhood you know birth to 8 we're really talking about um are there you know their needs being met are they fed do they have shelter do they you know are they building trust with you do they feel safe you know those type of things right and then the second half of childhood you move into this gradient of Hold on, they're starting to have a lot more experiences outside of home than just inside home. First half Where'd of childhood. Where'd you learn that word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the then time. they're like, dad said it. You're like, oh. <laughs> um, Dang it. But yeah. But then they're uh so first half of childhood, you're really like spoon feeding them life. You know, this is who your friend uh-huh. is, this is what you're eating, this is what you're doing, this is you know where we're going. Second half, we start to go through this transition of we're not necessarily spoon feeding them life. We're helping them learn how to do life. So Mm, first half for them, second half with them, and then they leave and it's them, right? So it's for them, with them, them. And um, so in that second half, though, that's when we really start diving into worth, esteem, and the ultimate, which is confidence, belief in yourself. So with worth, it's all about these needs. So teen, every human, you, me, everyone has these five incredible needs in their lives. But during uh, adolescence, when their brains are literally haywire right now, you know, everything is uh, trying to connect with everything else. There's pruning happening from old things that aren't being reinforced now. It's really kind of a a gnarly construction zone in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so when we're talking about that and we're talking about their needs, these things are explosive. And these needs that they have are to be seen and to be heard and mm-hmm. to belong somewhere and to feel loved and have a purpose. And so if you look at social media, for example, social media has, I mean, they're not dumb. They're These companies are not dumb. They no. know ways that they can fill all of these needs for our teens and adolescents. And then they get on there and then the hormones start going and they start getting the dopamine and the serotonin, all these things, the endorphins, they're filled all here. And so when you tell your kid to get off social, why would they in their mind, right? They don't have consequence uh, reaction yet. That has not come yet in their brain. That's, you know, a good thing for parents to understand. And that's why my work that I do is right at the intersection of biology, psychology, faith, and culture. It really is right there. All of them affect everything else. Mm -hmm. But 
if you tell a kid, you know, get off your, your device or whatever, they're like, all of my needs are being filled right here. I am happy. I am content. Why would I get off of here? My parents must hate me if they want me to, you know, step out of this zone. And so helping them fulfill those needs outside by starting with you and then helping them see how they can be fulfilled within and then how they can also see them fulfilled out in the world, out in the world, regardless of the device then the device is just a tool and it's not a world that they step into. I like that. I like that. Um, so I guess how can we, because I, I, I think there's a lot of parents out there like, well, what if, what if the way I live doesn't fulfill those needs? Like we've got some, <laughs> some unconfident parenting as well. And so what, how, how, how can we show our kids that like, we can fulfill those needs. You know, we can do that. Yeah. And it's really, really easy ways that we just glance over. And so many times as parents, we assume that they know things or assume that they think that uh, that our kids know we care and they don't. They don't have that assumption at this point. And our relationship, albeit maybe eight to 18 years long, still isn't long enough to establish some of those trusts and assumptions. So example, um, so they need to be seen as one. So when your kid walks into the room, actually look at them, look at them in the eye, say their name. Hey, so-and-so, how are you doing? Oh yeah, did you remember to do this? Or I could use some help with this. Do you think that would be okay? Name, right? So simple, simple things that any parent out there listening to this right now can do in the next five minutes or whenever they get home from school, et cetera. Look at them in the eye and say their names, right? And, you know, anytime you, uh, as an adult or whatever, you go to a high-end hotel, you go on a high-end cruise, you go to a high-end spa, whatever, they know your name. And that is for a reason. Because when people say our names, we feel known. We feel like we belong. We feel more important. And our kids of all people right now, they need to know those things right now. And they need to know that they belong at home. Even if out in the world, they don't feel like they belong anywhere. There's one place that they absolutely belong. And so just simple things like that, say their name, look at them in the eye, right? Listen to their opinions, even if you know that you're not going to follow through with whatever they're suggesting, or even if you want to step in and interrupt a thousand times, just listen to what they have to say. They Hold need your to tongue know. and shut yes. up and listen. Yep. <laughs> and look at them and don't be like looking at your watch or your phone or anything, <laughs> you know, nodding, smiling, actually having active listening in there yeah. is really important because they need to know that what they have to say is important because here's the thing. If the, if you don't teach them that now during this training ground of the 6570, they will not have be able to get to the point that they have confidence out there in the world. And maybe they have a great idea to change something in the world or a great idea to help somebody. And they're going to pass it right by because they're going to say, my ideas aren't worthy. What I have to say doesn't matter. And they're just going to pass it right by. And that is going to let them or make them lose out on the very unique impact that only they can make on this world. Man. So step numero uno, guys, just see your kids acknowledge their existence when they're there. 
That's yeah. half the reason that kids are on social media instead of real life because they feel acknowledged and seen. Yeah. So, and dads, I know it's easy to be like, hey, uh, you old one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but use, you know, use their names, talk to them, look them in the eye, help them feel acknowledged and seen. The more you do that, the more that they are going to want real life instead of the fake online life that mm-hmm. they think they're getting all their needs from, but they're really not. Absolutely. You have, you have movies like uh ready player one as yes. well. I love ready player one. Right. And we've watched it so many times as a family for entertainment reasons, but then we have a, so many great talks. We use TV and movies a lot of times to have these really in-depth talks with our teens yeah. to bring up conversations that aren't an issue for us yet, but could be because it's out there in the world. I, I'm telling you right now, mark my words, that 90s and uh, early 2000s teen dramas are a great way to bring everything to the table without it being brought to the table in your home, if you know oh, what yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Real talk there. Real mean talk. Girls. Highly recommend. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> we're, uh, we're watching One Tree Hill right now. I love it. Oh, my and- gosh. <laughs> One tree yeah. hill. I One don't want to be anything. That's, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. I watched it's filmed where we live too. So, oh, um, yeah. Man. So there's well, One Tree Hill stuff everywhere. So I, my, my name is Nathan and I was, I, I, I hated, hated, hated Nathan <laughs> for the first like forever. And then like the last three seasons, I'm like, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. That was a good, good character arc there. Anyway. Yeah. It's, when, when you do things intentionally with your kids, it can always turn into a really, really good teaching opportunity. When you do things, when your kids do things without you, it could turn into a good, op- well, it turns into an opportunity for something else to influence them. Right. And so, you know, these hard discussions, these discussions about things that you don't think about, that you don't know if it's going to come to the table and it doesn't come to the table till it comes to the table. Do you want the internet to be teaching them about it? Or do you want you to be teaching them about it? Mm, And so so good. Doing things with your kids is a good opportunity to do that. I love that. Yeah, so good. And we so we have a senior right now. She's about to go off into college uh, next year. And so having, you know, watching these parties on TV, you know, filled with, you know, drugs and alcohol and these things. I mean, it's still like, please no. Pretty PG because it's it's One Tree Hill or what have you. But I'm like, yeah, and and it's not one of these things. Don't don't get me wrong here. You don't pause it, turn over to them, fold your hands, and go, "What do you think about this?" Right? That's not. (laughs) What are you not gonna do, Miss? (laughs) Right? Exactly. It's just like, oh, that really stings for them. I feel so bad for them. And really talking about how those characters that are getting, you know, wasted and talking about that. It's like, what is going on in their lives that led them to this point? That's really sad. I wish they would have talked to somebody about that. Right. So having these conversations to lead them and give them the steps without being so formal about it and Mm -hmm. like weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're often very weird. Like, we're like, Hey, (laughs) Hey, Hey, junior, can we talk? And the immediate response, am I in trouble? (laughs) Because we are so weird about talking to kids. Sometimes doesn't need to be formal. Um, Talking to kids one-on-one can be scary, but um, when you do it like side by side, instead of like face to face, it helps mood show because they don't feel like they're being confronted. So like drives are an amazing time to talk about hard stuff because mm-hmm. th- it's more open, but 
but they're also captive. They can't run away in the moving car. <laughs> and so <laughs> you hope <laughs> you hope <laughs> today. Okay. So honey, I want to talk to you about, nope, nope, go <laughs> running down Forrest Gump style. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. We, um, one of the things that we do that I really appreciate, and we started this, um, gosh, a, a few years ago now, is we have one-on-one -on -one time with our kids every single week. And so Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 9 to 9.30 um, or, you know, thereabouts, sometimes it can be a little longer. Uh, my husband and I go to one of the rooms and then um, on Thursday we do the other two and next week it switches. So every week my kids know I have one-on-one -on -one time with mom or dad on this day. And it's great because Sometimes those are goofy dance parties. Sometimes we learn how to make slime. Sometimes last night, my husband was looking at college dorms with, you know, my daughter while I was in with my other, one of my other daughters listening to her audition for uh, singing that she did and, you know, talking through some hard things also. And so if you can make it a consistent habit, then it's not like you were saying, every time you talk to them, it's like, oh my gosh, am I in trouble? Right. Is something going to be weird? Are you going to say, you know, embarrassing things? It can just be like, oh, hey, so it's our time. Let's see what we're going to talk about today. I love that. I love that. Man, I could talk to you forever, but I cannot because school's <laughs> about to start. It's fine. Um, so in closing, before we head off, um, how can people see what you are up to? Shameless plug time. <laughs> Shameless plug time. Um, everything I have, I, I like to keep it simple. Um, so it's on my website, nellieharden.com. So N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com. You can find uh, complimentary masterclasses on there. You can find downloads and resources. Um, you can find more about the program that we do called Take the Lead. Um, and all my social contacts and communities are on there as well. Boom. And all of that will be in the podcast description. So please go check her out. She is an amazing resource for your young teen daughters, teens in general, parenting, all that good stuff. Um, so thank you so much, Nellie, for being here. It's been so fun talking to you. <laughs> this has been fun. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you listeners for listening to this week's episode of the Save the Kids podcast. Make sure to tune in weekly for our weekly podcast. If you want to get us into your church, school, or event, make sure to hit us up on social media at Save the Kids Inc. Or you can email us or fill out a speaker form in the podcast description. Um, make sure to check us out on Instagram at Save the Kids Inc. or BulliesBE.gon. And always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.